You're listening to Mike and Kristen. The podcast. I'm Mike, a musician, writer, and producer. And I'm Kristen, a painter, writer, and designer. Our show is all about following dreams, taking chances, and what life as an artist is really about. Together, we bring you weekly guest interviews and thought-provoking conversations. Let's go! It's Kristen Ray Harrington, and this is... The year in review for 2023 on the podcast, Mike and Kristen, that you're all listening to right now. What is going on, Kristen Ray Harrington? How are you? We're on the last episode of the year. That's very exciting. I'd say it's quite exciting. And we've got a big 2024 planned. Our biggest year yet. We agreed that we were going to try to make this a quick episode, but for us, quick could be an hour. (laughs) By comparison. Well, yeah, we'll just talk and see what happens. We we got a lot of just fun things just to kind of mention that's that happened that's yeah and brought us joy and so yeah, some hard things in there too that we'll bring up too. I appreciate that we don't put these restrictions on ourselves. So whatever quick ends up being is totally fine. Maybe this will be our longest episode yet. Maybe. We did actually look up some Guinness book things about podcasting because remember this? Well, yeah, you said, why don't we go for the Guinness world record for longest (laughs) podcast episode? I was like, how long could it possibly be? And it was like. It's like 70 some hours, wasn't it? Oh, it was even longer than that, I okay. think. So it we're like, not going to go for that It was record. multiple days straight. Yeah. We thought about having record number of guests on, though. At one time. At one yeah. time. So if anyone has an idea for a Guinness record we could break for podcasting, we yeah. are trying to put that on our bucket list for next year. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> I am. That's uh, I wouldn't say a big goal, but it would be cool to have a record. Well, it's on my goal list. Okay. So... Where's it rank? Is it in your top five? No, because I'm just remembering it now, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> but it's something up there. Ooh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what there. other records we want to break. But we did have some milestones this year that we'd like to cover. Yeah, we we kicked off the year in, in a big way. We had one of our, our biggest guests, biggest episodes ever with... Uh, Mr. Matt Mays, local musician, rock star, just uh, all around great guy. That was that was an awesome way to kick off the the start of the year. Biggest in talent, biggest in stature, biggest in heart. Yeah, yeah, he was definitely a a gem and a really fun way to kick off year. Well, I guess twenty twenty three, not year two of podcasting, but. Yeah, a good good impression there. Well, that was kind of an episode where well, he went into depth about uh, sobriety and what what that means to him and how he found himself in that position and that kind of opened up our eyes in a way of because before that we we're mainly just talking about creative things. And realizing the power that that episode had, like that reached a lot of people. Like we heard from people all over the the world, really, about that, and even just secondhand messages. Someone saying, "Oh, someone told me that they listened to the episode and it made them really c- come to terms with where they were at in their their life." And 
and with uh, alcohol and it, just the impact that that episode had really kind of opened our eyes to what we can do with this podcast. That's true. It was a turning point in realizing the power of the guest's voice and, and our shared stories as well. But I think it really helped us consider the importance of a guest feeling comfortable and supported with us and on this platform and also them understanding the reach that their story can have. And yeah. and I know that there would have been listeners likely reach out to Matt personally. And we encourage people to do that if there is an episode that they come to us and say, this person really changed something for me. We invite them to say, this is really beautiful. We appreciate hearing this. But if you're comfortable, let that person know or follow along on their social media. Like Give them the support as well. Yeah, and, and another big thing that happened in the last year is just realizing the reach that this truly does have. Like, we've met people, people that are now in our lives because of the podcast, and whether they are guests or someone who heard the podcast, like Aaron Lacera in uh, Portland, Oregon, who has uh, developed tinnitus in her ear, and she was... Yeah, in a really stressful, bad situation and came across our podcast through another podcast that you did about uh, tinnitus. And she's now someone we've we've FaceTime with and is a friend and we we are excited to, to have her in our life. And you have someone that understands what you have gone through with your hearing loss and tinnitus and that, yeah, that was a really special call when that was just last week or two weeks ago. And Meeting Erin was life-changing for me. And it's funny because she, this relationship started with her actually leaving a review for Mike and Kristen about this episode where you had interviewed me about hearing loss. And we didn't discover this review until months later. Yeah. And we read it and it was like the very next day that she reached out to us. Yeah, it was already out there for months. Yeah, like this timing felt so divine. And she was expressing how meaningful it was to hear someone with a shared story. Her her partner's also a musician and she's an artist yeah. and we had all of these parallels in our life. I wasn't expecting when we you know, had this FaceTime with her because we knew nothing about her. I wasn't expecting to be so emotional about basically feeling probably how she felt listening to me that I did listening to her. Yeah. And this ties into this idea of people sharing their stories and how it can make someone else out there, an anonymous person out in the world, just feel really seen and understood and supported and less alone. That's been yeah. the power of storytelling here. Yeah. And I've felt this same thing in my career as a musician where, you know, you, you have your highs and lows and you you are often faced with situations where you're not sure where the next pay, when the next paycheck is coming. You don't have any gigs booked or any opportunities lined up, but you've got a message from someone who was fighting cancer and that a song you wrote five years ago has given them strength to, to fight it. And then in that moment, you're like, okay, this is more important than 
than playing a gig and trying to make a few bucks. Like there's power in this and you don't know who is being reached through it. And with the podcast, yeah, we, we knew that it, it did have a reach and that people were, were finding our episodes and that's being touched by them. But the Aaron Lucera instance when when we reached out or when she reached out to us and then now we have this connection that was that was super powerful and reminded me of the power of doing this and yeah for the most part we'd never really know where it's going other than when someone directly says hey listen to your episode yada yada but uh there's there's people all over the place hearing this and it it can have power this reminds me of a friend of ours who we met through the gallery this year, Bridget O'Donnell, who mm-hmm. I just love dearly now. She's become a wonderful friend and she's in our neighborhood. And she sent me a text after last week's episode that we talked about your latest single. Yeah. And it says, Mike's music and the town hero's newest song in particular is really helping me get through the tough moments. If you could let him know, I'd appreciate ah, it. Ah, there you go. Yeah. So well, there's people, you know, in our neighborhood or across the world. Yeah. And that's really been a special byproduct of doing this creative project that I don't think either one of us had expected or intended at the outset. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's what happens when you put your voice and your stories out there. Mm-hmm. So what about you as a musician? Have you found interviewing a lot of your peers has helped bring you a sense of comfort or community? I think so. It's, It's nice just having those conversations with people who are just doing the same things, having the same struggles, having the same joy, having the same, yeah, all the same experiences. and. Sometimes just knowing that people are out there, like you're not alone in this, like mm-hmm. that that's a big thing. And and obviously I did, I've talked to musicians outside our podcast sure. and uh, know thousands of musicians really. But in these in-depth conversations that we have in here, you, you really do get to know people on a deeper level that doesn't often happen in just whatever. You're at the ECMAs and you're chatting with someone in the back room of a show like it's just those aren't the conversations that happen so yeah it is nice to to dive in head first i have found comfort in both the differences and similarities that our guests creative guests in particular have talked about so an artist might say talk about their creative process and it's completely different than mine yeah which has actually helped me realize there is no right way that's something yeah. that maybe there was an illusion of this is the step-by-step process from point A to point B. And it's allowed me to completely let go of that being true. But there are also similarities you hear in more of the emotional side of the ups and downs and the unpredictability and this idea of persistence and perseverance being necessary to live the lifestyle that that feels like more of a common thread that I have received as more of advice yeah, And so it's benefited our careers and just who we are as human beings. Well, we get to learn from these people too. Like we're, we're interviewing people 
ultimately for the larger audience of our listeners to get to mm-hmm. get to hear about these people and learn about them. But it's one hundred percent benefiting us as well. Mm-hmm. Like we we're the lucky people who get to hear every episode and hear it uh, just face to face. So there's so many amazing people we had on that we can get to learn from. And we had the opportunity to chat with people of all different disciplines this year. Some of the highlights that stand out for guests aren't always creative people or or primarily artists as far as their career goes. Yeah, Uh, I'm thinking of we, we traveled to visit hope for wildlife yeah so that was for us a really unique cool experience we packed up your you packed up your studio (laughs) and you carried a mic stand carried a mic stand i carried a watermelon (laughs) there's a dirty dancing reference for you fans out there but same idea and what a cool day that was that we wouldn't have otherwise had if we weren't podcasting yeah and we got a direct tour off the whole building the complex the site from her herself yeah from hope and and get to see all the animals and the rehabs and yeah that was a really special day uh and speaking of animals we also had a unique guest in um isla ryan no isla Uh, tompkins tompkins yeah yeah yeah. her mom mal ryan is her uh, mom who is also a guest yeah so isla tompkins nine years old was yeah, a guest on that our was podcast. Amazing. Yeah. Our youngest guest by a long shot. <laughs> Jackson would be the second youngest. Yeah. He's 19. Oh my gosh. She was so smart and has her own podcast. Yeah. So she's definitely one to keep an eye on. And just a highlight for us and in, in having a, a different kind of conversation, a different kind of experience. We had uh and again, outside of, I guess, maybe the artistic career, we had the former premier, Ian Rankin. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. Get to chat with someone who ran our entire province for a period of time. What I really enjoyed about Ian's interview as well, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, but maybe he enjoyed too, was that we didn't take this approach of let's pepper him with political questions. It was really yeah. an opportunity to get to know him as a person. Uh, and he's just such but a... But politicians a, aren't people. How do we do that? That's a whole other <laughs> podcast. And you know that that's a sore spot for me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it was it was cool just to chat with Ian as Ian and not political figure. Yeah. It, and again, like you never know what you're going to take from a conversation. And mm-hmm. we're trying to be inspired as creative people and just, I don't know, learn to live our life in the best way possible and and just being around people who are passionate about things and Ian's passionate about politics uh Hope and Isla both uh, passionate about animals and wildlife yeah so it's being around people who are passionate about something that's that's a pretty awesome thing and we have really embraced this approach of being open-minded and non-judgmental and whoever shows up here however they show up here is okay and i think that's what's really allowed us to learn something because if you don't create that container people aren't going to be themselves yeah i think it's just so important to be able to 
just accept everyone for what they are and mm -hmm. there's something to learn in there and we we always pride ourselves on just working hard and being on the go all the time but that's not necessarily a good thing all the time like we need a step back and and just not be focused on the projects and goals we're working on and just enjoy enjoy things like we have to be better at that and certain guests have certainly highlighted that for us sometimes we're forced into taking a step back which happened in may june of this year when Jeez. we were evacuated from our house which was, was also a crazy. podcast episode that was uh probably one of the wildest times of my life during that wildfire mm -hmm. we packed up in basically a split second i brought my guitars my uh computer all my hard drives i'm like the thing that i need most is my ideas i so brought your air jordans you brought my air jordans <laughs> a bunch of shirts i never wore in like seven <laughs> years uh, I was, yeah, your head is in a different space when you're packing up your life. Yeah, it's, it's, it was strange. And George was outside and we couldn't get him in. We didn't know where he was. And we had to take off. Like that was, that was pretty emotional to mm -hmm. leave. And I didn't think we were going to be gone that long. And, and I also thought maybe our house would burn down. So we are gone and our cat is outside. There's a fire just across the road from us wiping out our neighbors' homes. It's funny how the first maybe hour or two you think, oh, I'll get to go home in an hour or two. It's like yeah. when the power goes out, like, ah, this isn't a big deal. Yeah. And then by day two and then day three and then day four, you start to realize that this is not only much more serious, but you kind of lose any expectations of a time frame. So we weren't yeah. expecting, oh, tomorrow will be the day, but it also could have been three weeks from now because we, we didn't know if our house was going to still be yeah, here. Or but, we never go home. Or we never go home. Yeah. So that was just, but but we were very adamant that we would record a podcast episode and not miss a week. Yeah. So we used your cell phone Yeah. and Donna Shakespeare, who is a member of the church community where I ha now have my art gallery together land, which is where we were shacked up at the time. Yeah kind of walked in and was a, a surprise guest on that podcast, which yeah. she's quite proud of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was pretty funny. Uh, just a, a phone recording. Like right now I'm speaking into a, an RE20 mic, which is the mic Michael Jackson used to sing into occasionally. Mm -hmm. Not his exact mic. No. Like I didn't get it from, from him. But uh, it's a high-quality mic into high quality preamp into a multi multi thousand dollar computer but you know but all you need is a cell phone all you need is a phone mm -hmm. and it uh that was that was pretty intense for sure it was also the beginning of what became such a highlight in in my life and, yeah. and yours as well opening this art gallery and Never would we have dreamed that this is how things would begin. Yeah. But we put a call out to our friends and community who truly rallied around us and made it possible to open on June 9th. I had my heart set on that. Yeah. And it has been 
just reflecting back on this year, we're, we're actually packing up the gallery over the next you know week, week and a half and, and leaving for the thick of summer or thick of winter. But reflecting back, it's just it's quite overwhelming. It's a little emotional uh, to think about the moments that we've shared and the people that we've met, the friends that we've made. In particular, I would say Jackson's show that we had there because it was his first ticketed show. And seeing him in that moment was incredibly moving. And our our good friend Steph McNamara had uh, her one-woman play there Mm -hmm. just a few weeks ago. And that, too, felt very similar in it being completely about somebody else. And that is what felt so magical about it. Yeah. is just witnessing your your friend and being so proud of them and gosh I I cried my head off both nights and and also thinking of some of the regulars who have attended all of our events Sarah Moriarty comes to mind who's a yeah. new friend of ours who's just been incredibly supportive uh Sarah and Steve Hare yeah. from Hubbards and Kate and BJ who have been guests like these these are all people who have shown up for us and are appreciative of just having this local space. Yeah. 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 It, it kind of became ground zero for, I don't know, just, just the, the local area and just ideas and hanging out. And like when we were evacuated there, just on the beach, like this sounds weird, but they were some of my favorite times of the year. Just like being down on the beach late at night, looking at the stars and the birds and, yeah. And I, I, it was in hindsight, yeah, it was it was awesome just having having that peace and the tranquility there, the St. Margaret's Bay, and that. But at the time, obviously, we were pretty stressed. But it was an experience that offered us perspective, though, yeah. and that can be stressful. But we we really took something from that, yeah, that I, helped us grow as people. And we, I had, I had, we had to just kind of accept, like we might not have a home anymore mm-hmm. and obviously we we are back here and we were very fortunate 155 of our neighbors weren't so lucky so yeah it's if the wind was blowing a different way like it it could have came here just as easily as any other way it went so in that time like laying on that beach like we we just said yeah if if it goes like We've got each other. We've got the hard drives and your Air Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> so we're good. They go together. You, I have to become a professional basketball player to make us some money to buy back everything we lost. But uh, I had the shoes and I was ready for it. I also noticed something that's been thematic this year and, and the wildfires kind of tying into this story because then we were hit with flooding and yeah. which impacted both our home and the gallery and hurricanes and Nova Scotia once again went through a lot and something that has often been raised as a point of conversation on the podcast with our guests and between you and I is this real sense of love in Nova Scotia mm-hmm. and how we have been fortunate to travel lots of places in the world and that's important to us and we take lessons from that but yet have we discovered a place that 
really rivals that sense of community that we have right here oh, at home. It's, it's a special place. And during that evacuation, we were overwhelmed with support in the best way possible. Just food, any resources we need, showers, just people offering their homes. Just yeah. whatever, whatever, people really wanted us clean. Whatever we needed, <laughs> we could get. Like, yeah. Honestly, and then some. like if I, if I wrote on Facebook, I need whatever, a, a washing machine, like someone would have dropped one off. Somebody did drop us yes, off a well, washing machine, actually. <laughs> I not, know that you were just using it as a funny example, yeah. but that happened, if you yeah, remember not this Not during year. the wildfires, <laughs> but yeah, we did get a free washing machine. Uh, Brandon McDonald, a musician himself, yeah. great guy from Port Hood. I... Like literally dropped us off yeah. a washing machine at our house. Yeah. Just hand delivery. Here you go. Incredible. Free. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Nova Scotia, East Coast. I, there's good people all over the world, obviously, but this is this is our home where we're from, and there is a special special thing here where people really look after one another. Mm-hmm. They just want to help. They want to see their neighbor in a good situation they're they're just willing to do anything they're put other people first in front of them and in some situations in life that's not always the best thing when you worry about other people first but in a time of need here like this province this the east coast of canada can step up better than anyone mm-hmm. we've also really realize the importance of leaving Nova Scotia and how that contributes to our creative work. Yeah. And and again, to us just as human beings and being good people by understanding different ways of life, different cultures, all of that has contributed to us showing up as the best versions of ourselves. We got to go away a couple times. Yeah, we were big city people on our travels this year. Yeah. Yeah, Chicago and LA, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was, they're two awesome cities. We loved both trips. We, they were both just jam packed with activity. We walked a lot. Yeah. We ate a lot. <laughs> the, we did it right. We saw the national both trips, actually. We did. As Our we, favorite band. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's learning to really live life, too. I would say something I would like to work on next year is, just embracing this idea of living life to the fullest rather than worrying about where it's going, yeah. uh, which I guess speaks to just living in the moment, which certainly isn't saying anything new, but practicing that is really something I, I think I can get better at. I've also been thinking that this is the time of year that a lot of people challenge themselves to do something new or look to self-improvement, which can feel a little stressful. And so a better way of thinking about that might be, what do I want to keep doing that's already working for me? Mm-hmm. And that can be, quote, resolution enough in that you don't always have to be on this treadmill like we spoke about earlier. Uh, you can just acknowledge the things that are working for you and put more energy into those and maybe remove some of the things that are distracting you. Yeah, there's so many different ways to go about it, and that that's a good perspective for sure. Is there anything that comes to mind that you want to shift 
next year or I hate to use January 1st as this big like, oh, it has to be today. But just in general, are there things in your life that you're looking to um, add or remove? Well, one thing I've, I've been doing the last little while is just, I guess I've been doing it my whole life, but the last little while is just having the faith in that everything in terms of uh, monetary success will work out. And before our show at the Marquee, I went like, whatever, two months without making a cent. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, everything will be fine. <laughs> and and uh, I just, like, I could stress about it every day because, you know, most people don't go a day without making money. And, yeah, that's just kind of the this lifestyle that we are in. So you have to have to be able to accept that or you you don't live this life. That's the only way it goes. Like you, you accept that there's highs and lows or you figure out a solution where maybe you're still in this life, but you have another job that gets you a predetermined amount of money every week or two weeks. But uh, since I don't have that predetermined amount of money <laughs> coming from any source, I just have to believe that things are going to work out and I just work really hard at things. I try to improve every day. I do everything I can to put myself out there and to help other people. And then I just know, knowing that that stuff is going to happen is a new thing. And just the other day, two days ago, I got a contract to uh, do music for a film or for a TV series. Mm-hmm. and Which sounds super cool. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, well, the murky shows was pretty good. It didn't make as much as I was hoping, but it was still great. But uh, now I don't have another gig for another couple months. <laughs> I am doing my studio stuff, obviously, and working on instrumental tracks and all these different things. And then out of the blue, like, here's a good lump sum of money to do what you do. And it's just having that trust, I guess you can say, in the universe or just in yourself and your abilities in the hard work you've already put in that it's going to lead to other opportunities, however you want to look at it. Mm-hmm. I just know that that will work out. Or next summer, I'm already booking gigs. I'm like, okay, the winter months might be a little lean. I might have to switch to eating one meal a day, but, <laughs> <laughs> which I do anyway. Like, I like to do that. Um, but, yeah, I, I just believe that that what I can do will will get me by. I know that this will still be something I I struggle with from time to time. I find a lot of the low points I had this year were attributed back to this sense of instability. And part of it is just having never lived my life in this way. But I think the emotional side feels almost unfair at times. And what I mean by that is I feel like you and I both work really hard, that we support others, that we're good people, that we produce good work. We've both been nominated for or won different awards and had recognitions, and still it's a struggle. And so it almost feels like, how how can this be for people like us that are doing all these things and been on the news and had all these types of recognitions and it's still such a struggle for us. Just life. It feels like an injustice almost, but I mean, compared to lots of things, it's not, of course, but um, that's something I need to work on. 
I don't know, yeah. like there's, I'm, I'm not there yet, but it's something I recognize in myself that I would like to get better at and eliminate some of the super lows that happen and just trust as you're saying that things will work out. And part of this idea of trusting in the universe and being part of the universe was my big art show this year called Galactic Pie that mm -hmm. we did in October at the gallery. And so I have to, I guess, kind of walk the walk that I'm yeah. advocating for. You got to not get so caught up in the moment. It's always been, this is like, I don't know if this is something I had really planned to ever share publicly, but it's always, since leaving my government job, it was so important to me that I could show other people, like show other middle-aged women or show young girls in small towns, whomever, that it's possible to follow a dream and it's possible to make a life out of doing something that's against the grain. And so I have this determination in me to prove that that's possible because there's this bigger meaning to me. And every time it feels like things aren't working out, it doesn't feel like just a failure to myself. It feels like I'm letting down this whole ideology that I want to represent. Well, that's not true. That's the pressure you're putting on yourself. Yeah, it's, I'm just telling the truth, yeah. though, of how I feel. And it's it's okay to to feel any of those ways, but at the end of the day, all this is what you're creating for yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, you can want to change the world in any way you you see fit or what makes sense and but that that's your plans and if you achieve that it's great but if you don't it's not it's not the end of the world because they are just things you expectations you set for yourself so i guess learning to learning to see where you are cuz a lot of times i've i've brought up in these hard times, we've had conversations that you are creating impact in so many different ways. You are changing people's minds and the way life can be lived and influencing people in small towns and women in their, their 40s or, or any age, really. It, uh, maybe it's not on the exact level you thought it would be at on that exact day, but mm -hmm. two months earlier, you did this particular thing that would have influenced people. It's again, if you, if you get caught up in when things are so good, you're like, Oh, this is amazing. This is how it's always going to be. Like it's net, that's never going to happen again. No moment's going to be the exact same as that. And you know, these ones that are harder are going to come as well. But you also know that the good ones are going to come as well. So that's mm. what balances all out. and Which kind of goes back to the stoic principles uh, that you kind of introduced me to this year. Yeah. And I dug into a bit more stoicism. And But what, I, what I'd like to ask of you is because that, those teachings would sort of encourage you that in those low points, yes, to remind yourself that good is going to come and rather than indulge in this high and low spectrum of emotion to sort of stay more neutral. But what then, how how then do you manage the really high moments? Do you let yourself fully experience that? Or is there a risk in reaching that sense of joy and euphoria, knowing that you are going to come back down to a, quote, lower place after that? 
Because you can't say, well, I'll feel all the good times, but not feel the bad times. Well, I think it's all about your ego in the end. If you let your your ego just run wild with the the in the good, you think it's never going to end. Like you're you're feeding it so much that it's if you just whatever you win an award, you're like I'm the best. No one's better than me. I can't be stopped. I'm going to take over the entire universe. Like then obviously that's not going to happen. Like there are going to be times where, yeah, you don't feel like you're the best. Like someone else, lots of other people are better than you or everyone else out there is better than you. But I think if you win an award, you can be, you're proud of yourself. You, and I'm just saying an award as an example here. Mm-hmm. I think you're proud of yourself. You're, you really live in that moment where you take in the accolades and you accept the, kind things people are saying but you're not letting it control you Mm -hmm. like you're you're taking it for what it is and you know okay this is this is this moment this is what's happening and i'm i'm living in it i'm not caught up in it and i know that this will end and that's okay but i know that i will have moments like this again if i keep working hard, putting myself out there, doing all the things I need to do. And when a low moment hits, it's kind of the same. Like this, uh, you're allowed to feel it. You don't just let it, like, oh, this doesn't mean anything when someone dies or something. Yeah, all good because something good's going to happen down the road. Of course, you feel it, but you can't get swept up in those emotions either. Mm -hmm. The award example is actually a good one for us because we were nominated for... an. An exciting award this year at with through Music Nova Scotia yeah. in the media arts category and the nomination to me at least because I know this is something you've experienced before but when that nomination came out and I saw that our podcast was on the list was like unbelievable yeah. I was so proud of us and very excited about this nomination and then we didn't win that award yeah. so it was kind of this cool reflection on the high and low with that singular experience. Mm. But I can truly say I never felt the extremes of either one of those. Like it was, it was great that we were nominated, but we didn't need to boast about it. Like, yeah, we'll celebrate this and we're proud of ourselves. And same as when we, when we weren't successful in winning the award, it also didn't feel like a failure. It was like, we were just really proud of everyone there and had a great weekend and, yeah, the recognition and, alone felt like enough. But but it is okay to be disappointed too. Sure. Like I was disappointed. Yeah, we were disappointed, like but we weren't consumed in it. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe you are for a period of time. Yeah. Like there's nothing like wrong with Like the drive that. home. <laughs> <laughs> Until we went to Shag Harbor. The, See? Where, and then where, you just left yourself right back yeah, up again by going 19th, to a UFO sighting. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah, I think it's just in all aspects of life, like you can't get just, you can't let emotions overtake you completely. Mm-hmm. Like for maybe a short period of time, that's okay. But I think it's just, there's so many fluctuations in life that if we react with every bit of emotion to every scenario, you're basically a crazy person. Well. I'm not denying anything over here, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you, you, you don't do that. Like you, 
you're, you're learning to adapt to this this lifestyle. Yeah, day to day, I feel great for the most part, but definitely that I I recognize the areas that I want to improve on, and I think that's very normal. Yeah, mm-hmm. the the low moments have been hard for you, and that's that's okay. Yeah, like, and I I just try to remind you every time, like, this isn't this isn't every day. There's there have been very good days, very good months, very good long periods in the past followed by periods that maybe aren't aren't that good and and we have the benefit of now being able to look back on those and and i can now remind myself that okay this feeling isn't going to last and something is going to come and i i have the evidence i guess to, to tell my brain that that's true um but i expect that it will still of course i'll still have hard days every everyone does but that's been, yeah, just a reflection, I suppose, of this year in this creative world that we're in. Part of the process of uh, stoicism is being accepting the things that you have and not not wanting more. And some of the things that you have are maybe unflattering, and that's also okay. Yeah. Like accepting those flaws about yourself is also part of the stoic teachings. Like we're trying to get off that aforementioned hedonic treadmill mm-hmm. where you get a new microphone and it's pretty you love it for a little while then like after a little bit oh i need this microphone this one's a little better i can do everything i need to with that one and if you get that microphone the same thing's going to happen i think that we're less i'll use the word addicted or drawn to maybe i we're less drawn to things so much as we are to purpose like you and i both like the feeling of having impact yeah and 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 often impact in the name of someone else like that's what become that's what brings us both a lot of satisfaction and so it's that's what we want to continue to propel forward with yeah and 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 the this example i'm i'm stating with the microphone can be true to anything like you're the way your body, the way you accept your body, like mm-hmm. you can be like, oh, I wish I had whatever, a six pack. And if I get a six pack, I'm going to be happy. And then if you get to that point, of course, you're going to feel great for a while after the accomplishments you've, you've taken to get there and all the hard work you put in. But the probably, if, if you're always just counting on something else, like not that there's anything against like being healthy or getting getting in really good shape. But if it's always just looking towards the next thing, mm-hmm. then that will always lead to unhappiness. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's a very good thing to be healthy and be as fit as you can be. That doesn't mean you have to be a bodybuilder. But if you're, if you just think, oh, if only I can do this and if only I get this, that will bring me happiness. That will never work. Do you have that with any aspects of your health in particular? Um, I don't always think, I don't ever think that there's one thing I need that will make me the best version of me that's complete, but I have lots of things where I just want to be better at just because I know that it's like my life will be longer and better if I'm healthier. Yeah. I did take a a mall to our set of scales this year. Yeah. 
and smash the I piss encur- out of I, those. I encourage that. Yeah, it felt uh, it felt good to like I haven't weighed myself in a year, so and just realizing how insignificant that number is, uh, and how as women we were brought up for that to be the only number that mattered. Really, uh, that has been a big part of what I've been working on the last little while and just letting go of all these body image um, insecurities, I suppose, but also recognizing how common it is in in men and in women. But often these are conversations I'm having with my female friends. And uh, yeah, I would like to continue down that sort of healing path and encourage others to do the same, be it smashing your scales or just, I really find the more I take care of my physical body the better my mental health is yeah and while eating treats is fun in the moment it's very fleeting and then i get a stomach ache an hour later and it like Mm. something that's just like that quick of a turn of turnaround that reminds you that and that's not to say you should never eat treats i mean of course you should but that that's been something that uh i can say with great confidence and experience has made a big change in how I see my my health and my body. Yeah, I think it's a combination of not being obsessed about looking a certain way, but also looking after your health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Like you can't, because uh, if you just don't care at all about your health, you're going to die pretty young. <laughs> like yeah, you want to, we want to live long, but we want the quality of our life to be sustained as well. Yeah. Like, I don't want to, like, if I live to be, I plan to live to be a hundred and die on my hundredth birthday. We yeah. know this, but I don't want 80 to a hundred to be, you know, all keeled over and yeah. feeling lousy and forgetful. I still want to live a vibrant life. And that means I have to take care of my physical body now Yeah, to get there is my thinking. It's true. Yeah. But uh, so what other kind of looking ahead are, what are some more exciting things that 2024 will, well, we will should, bring? We should talk about where we're taking this podcast. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe that's a good place to kind of wrap things up with our our news for yeah, the new year. Are there any final things? Uh well, that's, I mean, we could go th- month by month of everything yeah. we, we went through. I think, but... yeah, we, we learned a lot, met a lot of people, got to just, I don't know, see a few different places, won a couple of awards, were nominated for awards, yeah. met new friends. Open the gallery. You had your big release show. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a, I mean, every day has brought something be it a lesson or a new friend, a new experience. Uh, it's we're fortunate that we create this in our life. It's important to us. And twenty twenty four, we're taking Mike and Kristen the podcast to the next level. Taking the show on the road, kind of. It's not really. Not really. No. no. Okay, that didn't work. Yeah, good try. <laughs> well, you never know. If we have our cell phones, we know that we can do recordings. But. Yeah. Okay, so we do have exciting news that uh, we shared with a few friends and alluded to on a few previous episodes, but Mike and Kristen, uh, the podcast, are going to three different U.S. cities in 2024, the first being Orlando, the last week of January, 
the second being Austin, Texas to South by Southwest and back to L.A. the end of March for a variety of podcast conferences. And South by Southwest, I guess, is more general arts and entertainment. But we're attending these conferences where there are other delegates, there's public speakers, breakout groups, networking opportunities. It kind of functions like Music Week would, the the structure of it. For podcasts. But for podcasts. So we're hoping to meet some new people and just really learn more about the industry, maybe new sponsorships, how we can have a wider reach. We don't know what's to come, really. Yeah, we're trying to take in as much as we can about the current trends, the current possibilities and see where we can take this like we we want to grow we want to find more awesome like-minded people out there who can hear this and talk to more awesome people and we're making these trips these three different cities to yeah expand in every way we can and it's really exciting as well because we got some uh funding to do to fun part part of this yeah as far as we know we're the first podcast in the province to tap into this particular pool of of money and so grateful for that support we we will still have to do some fundraising yeah to pay for this so we'll sort out what that looks like but just feeling proud that we've tapped into this and have created these opportunities for ourselves. Yeah. I don't think when we started out that we were expecting podcasting to necessarily be the thing that merged these worlds of travel and arts that we've always sort of aspired to yeah. to achieve. But here we are and just really excited and get to go away in the winter a few times, which is the icing on the cake. But uh, I think that you and I have some ideas floating around of how we might make some subtle changes to the structure of the show or our, our marketing, for example, we know could probably use some work, Yeah. but uh, probably wait and, and see what we learn from the experts and then apply that knowledge for ultimately year three of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we'll be attending conferences and meetings all day, pretty much every day while we're away, mm-hmm. we'll still, of course, get to see the cities we're in and enjoy enjoy it. But it's going to be a lot of taking taking in these meetings, taking notes at them, and just yeah. learning as much as we can. And it's another benefit of having two of us. Yeah, we can divide and conquer, and yeah. absorbing all of this knowledge. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're gonna we're gonna take over these conferences. We're gonna. I don't know if we'll be Joe Rogan, but we're, you know, something that going back to this idea of our Nova Scotia pride, a lot of our guests are export artists from the province, meaning they're also traveling around the world to celebrate and showcase their creative expression. And so it feels really important that while this is a cool opportunity for us to to learn and network and travel, knowing that we also get to highlight these other artists and entrepreneurs and community leaders in our own network from Nova Scotia quite often is is also really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're spreading the word of Nova Scotia and the East Coast, of course, to mm-hmm. just to the the masses and Yeah. I want to be a 
I don't want to say I want to be the voice of Nova Scotia because that's a, there's lots of people who have a voice for Nova Scotia. I just want to be one of those voices and kind of be be there championing championing. How do you say that? championing? That was good. As you were saying it, I thought that's a hard word. Championing championing the province. You know, like being behind it and. I'm proud to be from here. We both are, and we have a lot to offer in terms of the creative industries, but also just how beautiful a place this is. And we're going to be out there just bragging about Nova Scotia, basically. Exactly. And there's lots to brag about. There's lots of people to brag about, businesses. Maybe we'll reach out to some of the Nova Scotia swag companies, East Coast Lifestyle or something like that to really just show up as the full package and and identity of this place that we call home. Well, that's, yeah, that's coming up soon. Yeah. Just, uh, just a few weeks away really before we take off on that first trip. So, uh, we definitely, if, if, if folks could, uh, I don't know, we, we really have talked about as well before we started recording today, how we wouldn't be here without our listeners and without our guests and Mm -hmm. the importance of, continuing to grow that audience I, I suppose for our own sake but going back to just growing it on behalf of this network that we somehow have found ourselves leading yeah yeah we we've got an amazing network here it's just such good people and yeah we want to represent them as well as we possibly can yeah so just a, a huge heartfelt Thank you to our supporters. I know that we have listeners that tune in every week and we hear from them. Mm Want to give recognition to those who have reached out to our guests to thank them for a story that they've shared. That's also very important. And we know that we've got an exciting group of folks coming to join us in the new year as well. Yeah, big things, 2024. And we hope that for all of you as well we hope that you're able to find some ease over the next little while it's a it's a hard time of year for many myself included uh a struggle with this transition into winter and the cold and just want to acknowledge that and we hope that we can give you a little company every week by tuning yeah. in that it's something familiar and that uh you know you feel understood and heard and if there's someone that you would like to hear on the show we'd we'd like to hear about them too and do you have any, you don't have to call the resolution, but do you have anything planned for 2024 that you want to share? Well, the first episode of next year will be revealing a new project that I'm starting with two of my close friends called yeah. Curiosity Club, yeah. which is more of a project, but it really represents something bigger to me as far as a collaboration and developing more of a a network and a purpose behind my art. So I think that's something I really want to think about is my intention for being an artist and the and the work that I make. That's something I've really learned from interviewing a number of guests. And I've, I've said this so many times on the show about knowing yourself is the first step towards making good art. And so I think I really want yeah. to make a point to know my why. And, and that will just be my guiding light. Nice. How about you? Uh, I want to go into the woods more. Okay. Yeah. Just be in we nature. We can make that happen. <laughs> yeah. Be surrounded by nothing mm-hmm. at times to balance things out. Um, 
I want to, yeah, let's start off the new year being pretty healthy. Like, uh, I got some chronic acid reflux that I want to really look after and get, get out of my life. Mm-hmm. So I'll be doing some fasting and different things to really heal my digestive system. Yeah, it's hard to be your best self when you're in physical discomfort. Yeah. Yeah. So I've done quite a bit of different fasting, like one meal a day was essentially a 24-hour fast. And yeah. that, uh, I, I feel really good doing that, actually. Mm-hmm. Like once I'm in a state of ketosis where your body is fueled by ketones and not, not carbohydrates, I find it super easy to do. My thinking's clear. I'm just more on the ball. You so, really thrive at overcoming challenge, and and not everyone does. But I think that you're well practiced in knowing that the reward is worth the uncomfortable part. Oh yeah, like I was sitting in that ice tub this morning. <laughs> it's like minus eight out, and I spent ten minutes breaking through the ice, so it was enough water to actually sit in. Yeah, and it was just my whole body was like on fire. But I'm like, oh, this I know this is gonna feel good after. So. Mm-hmm. It's a, it is weird, but I, I guess I am good at like suffering for an outcome that's good. You're, you've practiced it. It's yeah. all about a practice and, and continuing to show up for yourself and believing in yourself. And we live our life this way, so maybe we're more familiar with the feeling and more familiar with the reward at the end, yeah. which is really the motivation. But well, That's what being an artist that's, is. That's it's what, like yeah, that's suffering and is. then getting something on the other side that's that's yeah. uh, the reward. So I'm like the Buddha at this. You are, yeah. yeah. I'm also really looking forward to New Year's. So mm. our close friends, Rod and Celeste Leahy, who we just adore uh, from Cape Breton, are taking us on a surprise New Year's Eve getaway. Yeah. And after having spent a night with them at Christmas and seeing just the excitement and fun that they shared with us, I felt like a kid again. Yeah. Uh, I know it's going to be a blast. Yeah, they're the the best people in the world. And I hope all you out there are surrounded by people that you consider the best people in the world because it does make your... Life more rewarding when you have people like that around you. Well, I feel that way about you. Ah, I get to live with you. Uh, you and George, our yeah. kitty. Yeah. That's all that matters. No, we're very lucky and, and we truly have uh, benefited from this beautiful network of people we've had on the podcast. Our listeners, people like Aaron, who Aaron Lacera, who have reached out and yeah. people we've collaborated with and all of those to come. Yeah. So hope everyone out there has a happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah. What else do people celebrate this time of year? There's lots of them. Some people just celebrate a quiet night at home. Quiet night at home. Mm-hmm. Whatever you celebrate, we hope that you're you're feeling feeling loved, feeling accepted for who you are, because who you are is who you're meant to be. And that's all that matters. Thanks so much, everyone, for a wonderful 2023 and supporting us along the way. And we hope to be the best that we can in the new year. We're coming out swinging, folks. 2024 is here, Mike and Kristen. <laughs> woo, woo.